Chapter Twenty Seven of Meteorology. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Pamela Krantz. Meteorology by J. G. McPherson. Chapter Twenty Seven Mountain Giants. Some mysterious physical phenomena can be clearly explained by the aid of science. The mountain giants that at times haunt the lonely valleys and strike with fear the superstitious dwellers there are only the enlarged shadows of living human beings cast upon a dense mist. The two most startling of these eerie phenomena are the specters of Adam's Peak and the Brocken. The phenomena sometimes to be observed at Adam's Peak and Ceylon are very remarkable. Many travelers have given vivid accounts of these. On one occasion, the Honorable Ralph Abercrombie, in his praiseworthy enthusiasm for meteorological research, went there with two scientific friends to witness the strange appearance. The conical peak, a mile and a half high, overlooks a gorge west of it. When, then, the northeast monsoon blows the morning mist up the valley, light wreaths of condensed vapor pass to the right of the peak and catch the shadows at sunrise. This party reached the summit early one morning in February. The foreglow began to brighten the undersurface of the stratus cloud with orange, and patches of white mist filled the hollows. Soon the sun peeped through a chink in the clouds, and they saw the pointed shadow of the peak lying on the misty land. Then a prismatic circle, with the red inside, formed round the shadow. The meteorologist waved his arms about, and immediately he found giant shadowy arms moving in the center of the rainbow. Soon they saw a brighter and sharper shadow of the peak, encircled by a double bow, and their own spectral arms more clearly visible. The shadow, the double bow, and the giant forms combined to make this phenomenon the most marked in the whole world. The question has been frequently asked, why are such aerial effects not more widely observed? There are not many mountains of this height and of a conical shape, and still fewer can there be where a steady wind, for months together, blows up a valley so as to project the rising morning mist at a suitable height and distance on the western side, to catch the shadow of the peak at sunrise. The most famous place in Europe for witnessing the awe-inspiring phenomenon is the Brocken, in Germany. 3,740 feet in height. The only great disappointment there is that the conditions rarely combine at sunrise or sunset to have the spectre successful. In July 1892 my daughter and I were spending some weeks at Hardsburg, and of course we had to visit the Brocken and take stock of the world-known phenomenon. At midday the air at that flat summit was cold, clear, and hard. The boulders are of enormous size, and near the Noah's Ark Hotel and Observatory many are piled up in a mass, on which the observers stand at the appointed time for having their shadows projected on the misty air in the valleys. At five o'clock in the afternoon the sky was brilliantly clear on the summit of the Brocken, but the wind was rising from the sun's direction, and the mist was filling up the widespread eastern valley. We stood on the spectre boulders, and our shadows were thrown on the grass just as at home. However, they fell upon large patches of white heather, which there is very plentiful, 
At six o'clock the sun was still shining beautifully, and we anxiously waited for the time when it would be low enough to raise our shadows to the misty wall. An hour afterwards a hundred visitors were out, and many of us were on the spectre stones. There was great excitement in anticipation of the weird appearances which had attracted us from such a distance. But, almost at the moment of success, the sun descended behind a belt of purple cloud, and all we saw was part of a rainbow on the misty hollow, for the sun never appeared again. This was intensely saddening, seeing that, but for that stratum of cloud above the horizon, the phenomenon would have been graphically displayed. The cold became suddenly intense, and we had to sleep with a freezing mist enveloping the hotel. In vain did we wait for the wakening call to tell us of sunrise, for the sun could not pierce the mist, and we had to return home disappointed. Sometimes the rainbow colors assume the shapes of crosses instead of circles. Occasionally a bright halo will be seen above the shadowhead of the observer, concentric rainbows enclosing all. In some recorded cases the grand effect must have been simply glorious. Scientific observation has done much to dispel the superstition which has clung so tenaciously to the highland mind. The lonely grandeur of the weird mountain giants has been clearly explained as perfectly natural, yet the awe-striking feeling cannot be entirely driven off. End of chapter 27 Mountain Giants Recording by Pamela Krantz